Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast, and today I'm joined by, and I'll, I'll kind of describe it in a new way. Um, th- this podcast is not just only for people who um, who I always want to interview and do that, but also a platform that I kind of see people with that I've always interested into. I've been a new artist in no matter what kind of art genre or form that they're in, and based on that criteria, the guest today. Is Mr. Beyonce Singh. Welcome to the Bandwagon Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it, man. That's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> Before, while I was doing that introduction, what's the best way you would describe yourself? Oh, I could do. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. There's so many different things that I enjoy and I like to kind of dabble into that um, at the moment right now, probably the best way that I'd like to be known as is is, is the musician, is the artist. But, um, you know, I do make TikToks on Punjabi and Sikh history. I also, you know, um, have kind of a professional life, which is different. Um, yeah. I, yeah, we'll go with musician for now. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's good cool because... That's like, yeah, because the way that I kind of saw it was like, it was an artist with a spoken word because you're a rapper, you've done some poetry within the your your EP which I will come on to. Um and then I saw you almost kind of almost kind of a, a vlogger but almost podcasting vibes as well at the same time. So I just thought just for for me to try and put you in one bit like us all, we're we're not just one thing, we're an accumulation of of uh, of various experiences and kind of our our interests and in that. So that's why I wanted to I wanted to hear how you would uh, you know express yourself within it. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I think everyone's multifaceted. And I think back in the day, you'd have more of um, a pigeonhole made out for you where, where where the industry or whoever it may be, audiences aren't as aware that people have, you know, um, multiple interests. Whereas now that kind of, kind of you know, uh, multi-hyphenated individual artist is quite um, ubiquitous in a way. You know, you got Pharrell Williams, who just done Louis V show. But he he's one of the one of the GOAT producers as well. Uh ASAP Rocky, another another great rapper who also is in fashion and things like that. So yeah, I, I and I'd agree with you. A lot of people are getting that kind of spoken word. And I think that's because it's, it's on slower beats. But um in terms of the music side, I I, I would say yeah, definitely a hip hop artist with hopefully other genres that we're gonna explore in, in music that's that's on its way. Yeah, I wouldn't describe spoken word as, as like your style. I think the spoken word was because of how when you do your videos, the way you explain it is okay. like there's, there's a different, there is a different different kind of skill of looking into a camera or kind of narrating it in a in a different kind of way as well. 
and um, you know, especially the way how you kind of talk is very relaxing in some in some ways. Is you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it ain't like the Hansworth kind of slang or Birmingham kind of accent that I've got. I always find the youth today, their slang is and the way that they talk is is more kind of universal with with little. Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how to kind of explain it, but with the um, certain mannerisms and the way that they 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 bring it in it. It always brings cultures. It's brought the cultures together because I, I remember it, you could always tell when another opera at my age was speaking was an opera because you could just tell just the way that they kind of speak, and different cultures would kind of hang around with it. But nowadays, the way that everyone speaks, I find it difficult to differentiate between uh, cultures with it. No, I totally agree because you've got like mist talking about opera, galas, gouras, all of that. Um, you know what I mean, and. Yeah, growing up with the internet, I guess, um, which is a weird thing to say because I do feel like I was a little bit pre the internet, but um, <laughs> especially with Dissy parents, isn't it? Because we didn't have Wi Fi until like all my Gordy friends had it like way before. Oh, we dial, dial up, man. I was on, I think, what was, who was your first uh, internet provider? That will tell me. So we had internet in the yard dial up when I was like four. Then dad got rid of it, I'm pretty certain. Then when I was like, I don't, I don't know, to be honest. XYZEL or something on the Jitty the B thing. Oh, was it? We had I had AOL. Yeah. And then you couldn't use the phone at the same time. See, I don't remember that because I was born in 2000. But um, yeah, that 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 rings a bell to people telling me. Oh, that's what that's what it used to be. Isn't it? Yeah, it used to be. It used to be what? It's like even when you say 2000, like September 11th was like you were one years old, and it. Oh no no! Oh yeah, it was yes. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like little kind of moments in time, like landmarks in time, where you, when you realise, and when you're discussing. So sometimes I hate interviewing, like, or speaking to younger people because they really age you really quick, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know what to say to anymore. I'm the older That's the best way. Am I the youngest guy you've had on the podcast? I mean, AS, how old AS? He's big, bro. To me, anyway, he's 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 a year older than me, but in in many other ways, he's big bro in it. His, his musical knowledge and so, so how so how old are you gotta be careful now because when you become an artist, everyone lies about their age. So this could be the the only one where you kind of legitly give it twenty two. Yeah, I was gonna say because you already gave it away with the uh, with it away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think the daddy probably gives it away that I'm not eighteen. Yeah, well, you just stick to 22 and it always be 25, 27. To you go. Yeah, you'll be surprised at some of the newer artists that have just come out who recently exploded. You know, yeah. they're in the 30s, man. Trust me. I Yeah, I've seen that. And yeah, that, that kind of, it's good to know. I think Kendrick started Good Kid Mad City dropped when he was about 26, 27. I'm talking in the Desi scene. In the Desi scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about names after. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. I just want to like um you you came from um from Leamington you studied law degree you've done um, you know quite a lot of um stuff I, I, where does the what does the beginning look like for you how do you get into 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 this position so growing up in terms of musically I was really lucky like, I was lucky mum and dad kept my gears took us to the gurdwara um I started double R and I think one of the most um one of the best opportunities I had growing up was was locally. Um, there's a there's one of my uncles, um, Bao, who who put on Dilruba classes from from Birmingham. They're a teacher, Anup Singh, 
he would come down um, and and teach us the ruba, which is like that old, you know, classical style. Now I'm no good at that. I was a terrible student, and I should have kept up with it more. You know, I don't want to sit here and say you know I, I'm good or anything, but I got exposed to it to to a degree, and 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 there were really good teachers there. Also learned a little bit of Geet and things like that. But alongside that, I kind of had, you know, in the house. I, so, you know, you talk about Dissi parents and stuff. Some ways, my parents are so Punjabi. Other ways, dad was working on Bruce Springsteen and all this. I wasn't growing up on Gudas Man, Gadeep Man. That came for me when I was doing my own research. when I was like 14, 15 and stuff like that. So I've, I think I've had a really eclectic upbringing. And at the same time, dad was proper on the politics side so where we have you know uh, kind of conversations about shaheeds in within the, that context you know we're talking about also you know malcolm x martin luther king or, or or other you know you know revolutionary leaders that my dad can just list off like this his, his history knowledge is crazy and um you know even even recently recent kind of history ricky real and things like that and um you know blair peach i remember hearing that name maybe four when I was four or five years old um, and, and dad always had the news on and stuff and mum would play the 80s tunes as well so I think there's just a lot going on um, that I never really appreciated until I left the nest or I started talking to my boys um, you know my teens that really has kind of influenced the way I see the world because I do were, feel like a bit I, you know I could kind of echo into some of those things my mum she was born in India but came over when uh, when she was young, but <clears throat> I always remember her CD collection being the Eagles, Madonna, Fleetwood, yeah. uh, first vinyl was off the wall, Michael Jackson. Yeah. So, like, you know, I have that kind of experience from it when my dad was more more into night more into UK Bangla, I knew and, and knew quite a lot of connections yeah. through football, etc. So, but I always found myself um kind of the odd one out when I used to speak with my peers because they didn't. They were, let's say, more kind of mainstream or kind of the 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 more accepted route into UK Pongarana. And so when I used to sing to him, um, you know, bread and guitar man or anything like that, I swear, what they said, what the fuck are you singing? You know what I mean? Did, did, were you in the same yeah. situation with your mates or anything? Nah, because like growing up, I I, I had a I'm, I'm from Leamington, so there's a lot of Gordy around as, as well as a lot of Upanem. And is the and, unofficial just at that point the unofficial mayor of Leamington is Kaka Monwalia, right? That's the goat, man. Uh, <laughs> Kaka Kaka actually um, shot one of my videos a few years back, and and has been supportive um, quite a lot through, through through my kind of early early journey. Um, yeah. Sorry, when you get back to your mates and that. We, oh, Sorry, yeah, good, um, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so yeah, so I didn't really have that feeling of. Um, you know, I, I'm singing these songs, these these lot, lot don't know about it, because while mum and dad were telling me about all this, I'm chatting about, you know, J-Hus, Skepta, and, and all that with my boys, then we're doing our own music, because, uh, you know, dad never played no hip-hop in the house. Maybe I think Stan, Eminem, would come on the TV and dad, dad would leave it on, um, but, but they're, they're not really, you know, listening to that, so we kind of forged and crafted our own identity, because my best mate's from Nigeria, Tariq, and he he was playing me Wizkid way back, way back like 2014 or Ajuel by that that tune. So yeah, I think it's just a mixing and match and just I never felt like oh you know it's a bit different or whatever. Um, 
yeah, I was lucky like that. So how, how did you know then that you wanted to go down the kind of release and get into the the kind of um, into the arts? I won't say to the music bit because there's a bit of a journey before getting there. So I suppose, like I say, in the early, early days, mum would take me to, to the Keithland classes and stuff. So, so music was, in fact, when I was like three, mum used to take me to this river music class and mum tells me the story about like when I was there and stuff. Trying to like, steal the credit, yeah? <laughs> yeah but i used to like hit the pans and stuff there's a picture of me with all the patille out in the kitchen i was like used to whack them around and stuff so i think it was just kind of in in and around me and it just made sense and then the lyrics and the poetry and the fish lit and i love reading books and stuff and i think that's really kind of marrying those two loves together and then um like when you when you kind of focus on content in terms of like when you do it like obviously the was it you got into the TikTok scene was it fairly early on if if I if I, uh, I could I I don't know yeah, not not really what happened there was so really before that I, I in university um so like a couple of years ago I I was delivering kind of talks on on Punjabi and Sikh history here and there, um, specifically, you know, about recent kind of times um, and and that kind of public speaking and, and, and collating that information for people in a way that they could understand at Six Socks was, was something that I, I, I could do. Then I went to Italy to teach English and um, I started making TikToks there just of my time there. Why, so why, why, why go it? All right, we need to back it up then. So, what, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm all over the place. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. It's okay. It's like, I think I think what's really clear is sometimes when people are going through and they look back on it, there's certain avenues that you go down and then it's really hard to kind of piece it together because I know you yeah. had experience with Darren Seva, exactly. I'm going to come on to that. But like, when, you, when you're, why, why go Italy? So, um, when I was in sixth form, I used to help teach like the SEN kids, special educational needs kids in maths and things like that. Yeah. So, because my dad's a maths teacher as well. So, um, when I was teaching, I feel like I'm talking about my family a lot because I'm at the family home, um, sure. <laughs> which is good. But um, so from there, I kind of got that experience of, you know, teaching kids and, and, and I find it quite fulfilling. Then when I went to, uh, when I finished my undergrad final year, um, I was like, well, I've got a lot of time now, a few months. Um, I'm going to look at teaching abroad, teaching English abroad. Um, you know, I've got that law degree and stuff like that. Um, and I want a free holiday, basically. And <laughs> so, so so, I applied to this thing. Um, and I was putting off the interview because I had exams. I was like, I'll do the interview after. So I basically finished my exam, did the interview. And three days later, I was, I was on a plane to Italy. And uh, I was staying with different families who had their kids in the school. And yeah, it was great. So then I started making TikToks there because like, i'll show people what, what what's going on and like my, my my kind of adventures syl dropped at that point and i thought well i've got some background on this just from my own research and stuff that i think well, i could Sindhu, share. so Sindhu had just passed then as well you right yeah yeah and um when yeah so when syl dropped i was in italy and i thought there's some context here needed about what, what what's all this because i thought there's going to be a lot of like my boys, for example, that that sometimes ask me these kind of questions, like, "Oh, Beyonce, what's this?" Because because they know that I, from where where I grew up with my family or my kind of going Sikhi camps and stuff, I've been lucky to have certain information just naturally, just you know, through osmosis, just come come to me. So I just made a video on that, and then I thought, well, I could just share 
the stuff that I was, you know, doing at Seek Socks on on videos, and that's how those videos TikToks kind of became something that I did. Um, wasn't really planned, so it just kind of happened. What was your kind of reaction to going there? Because I rem- I remember that that video was one of the first ones I, I saw of you, and then yeah. Um, yeah, what was the reaction that you were getting? They didn't go too too far. I think um, it was my production wasn't that great then, but um, and it's not it's not the best now either to yeah. be honest. But it was positive. I I, I re- realized that sometimes the information that we grew up with, other people didn't. And um, by sharing that, you're just helping people. So, yeah, I, I, and when I go places, you know, sometimes we at Gurdwara or, 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 you know, whatever Desi events I go to, people come up to me and say, oh, beyond your videos help me or whatever. Um, yeah, and that, that feels good, doesn't it? Because my parents see it as well, my family know, and, and other, like, my cousins and that, always telling me, like, oh, you know, that video is really good. You, it's, it's like we're learning a lot from, from what you're, um what you're putting out there and yeah i, I really enjoy it to be honest yeah that's, that's why i keep i've kept up with it um for, for so about how, a year. how do you you know obviously you've got like uh gone down the sicky punjabi route in terms of like your content but how do you know what kind of specific stuff to go in because especially like i was funny enough i was um it was quite kind of interesting like today i was talking about social media with my kids i was walking up to school and um I think the, the, these shorts are getting a ridiculous amount of numbers in terms of what, what to do. And I, I don't, I need to go down that line, but I haven't got time to go down to that line because we'll, yeah. we'll come up to content in a bit. But um, as, as we were watching it, the, the, like I'm watching this one guy with him and every stunt's getting more stupid and crazier at the time. And I was I was trying to explain to the, the formula because they were like, "Oh, daddy, you know, you you do internet. What why don't you do some of these kind of reaction stuff and all?" And I was like, I, "I'm I'm not in that way because I said you always have to remember." I said, "Let's say somebody puts out a video and they get one million likes, then they're gonna think that they need to get two million likes for the next one." Yeah, and yeah. The more that they do it, the more craziest, uh, stupid stuff that they say or do the chances of getting those two million increase until they do something really stupid and then get this out of trouble. So I go, you always yeah. got to remember when you're watching that, that's in the background. But for kids, that's very hard for them to kind of compute because they're getting really small snippets of information. The concentration levels are kind of dropped down. The yeah. content and, and like dealing with, with stuff is, is really complex as well. So like, you know, it's very difficult in terms of when you're picking up content to kind of supersede and stuff like that because I, I did it when I was I was when I was looking at your stuff I was like oh uh, you know how many plays and all, all these kind of things and I was like why don't I give a shit and it was just a, it's just a natural tendency to kind of judge someone by if you're a if they're a content creator by what their numbers get yeah I agree and I I, I fall into the same trap um, of, of thinking about it's a numbers game what I tend to find pulls me out of that and, and brings me back to the reality of the situation is when, you know, like I say, when I go somewhere and people are telling me their own experiences and and and, and we talk about Amrapal, but like Eskalar will tell me, he'll be like, yo, you know, you don't realise the reach that you're, you're getting. So I've only got 14k followers. It's not a lot, but because we're a small community, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it things get around quite quickly. And, you know, like, like my friends will be like, oh, my cousin sent me your video in Canada, whatever it is. And like you say, as long as the content that I'm pushing 
is from what I feel is authentic. And I'm trying not to, you know, mislead people just because, you know, say something wild like, oh, this is my take, you know, on this, even if I don't believe it or, or if I'm just doing it for clicks, then I'm happy for that to go around. You know what I mean? I never want a video of mine to go around and then me feel embarrassed. Yeah, I, I, I get that. You know when I um, you know when you see people dressed up stupidly and and yeah. you think you know I I know you uh out of this and the way that you the way that you're conveying yourself online is like a clan. It's like what what are you doing? I don't understand yeah. it because like one day you have to look back on it or your kids might pick it up, your nephew niece might have a look at it. Um, your future in-laws or something and go, what? <laughs> you know, what's going on here? I don't get it. I, I think, but it's all, it's all for the, the satis satisfaction of a quick like or a share. And, and we all love it. Like, let, like, <clears throat> like, it's about purpose, right? So like, I do like when my videos get a lot of views, mm. but I have to always remind myself when a video only gets 2000 views, but maybe an auntie comments or like someone comments is this was really good. Keep it up, whatever that person's taking time out of their day because they think what I've just done is useful to them. And that's a lot more useful than me doing a video where I don't know, I do some crazy and it gets a million hits, but no one's really actually engaged and getting anything from it because they'll scroll to the next video and forget what they just saw. Whereas the idea I hope for, for, for the content I produce is people scroll, see it, maybe they'll scroll on, but then they'll think and they'll get a book or they'll research a little bit more because it is really the bare bones and the basics that, that I'm covering because my knowledge doesn't extend further than that on, on, on a lot of these topics. You know when you're creating a video, like, how long would it on average take you to kind of create one video? Depends. So I, I tend to shoot them in batches. So so the shoot time is quite small, but the edit time can take a while. It take maybe 20 minutes. It's the captions because I use Punjabi words and names. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. I can do auto caption and then change it. I'd say it takes maybe 20 minutes or a minute video sometimes. Um, but then sometimes I have to research um, a bit more behind it just to make sure I've got my facts straight because I've got I've said wrong things in the past before um, and and I'm trying not to do that. So I'm trying to keep it bare bones and basic or, or use you know proper sources and things so I can... Yeah, I, I remember seeing what, like, going through your content and I recognised one of my vids in there <laughs> with Harvey. That was, yeah, Harwinder Paji, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the goal as well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was like, when I was on, I was like, oh, shit. And it was a, I got a read, really, it's happened to me twice. One was in somebody, um, I was just on my feed and a Juggy D interview, somebody had taken a bit off it and, and it came back to me. And I was like, oh, wow, that's brilliant. And when I saw your one, I was like, oh, sick. This is, it's a it's a very, uh, you know, to kind of share that experience, a very, it's a very humbling kind of experience as well. Yeah. That was a really great episode, though. Um, oh, that was hard. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's tough, man. He's he's really good, though. Um, I'm I'm really lucky that um he, he runs those uh, six study sessions. Um, and a lot of the content that you see will be inspired by conversations I've had with with him. And um, is 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 partly why I do the videos. Some people say, you know, beyond you haven't done the right education to 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 come on and talk about them, but. He's always on the kind of viewpoint of just do things, isn't it? Just do things, put it out, and not in a way that it's reckless, but in a way, okay, cool. I'll try and research as best as I can. I'm not a gyanli. I don't have all, like the answers, but I'll, I'll give it a go and, and, and share what I'm learning. And um, 
that that's why I've kind of kept at it even when when I've made mistakes and and I'll always say you know I've, when I do make mistakes I'll, I'll let people know that you know that's actually wrong um but yeah b- big up Harvey and big up yourself for that episode yeah, nah, you, you've had some really good episodes the, the money Sundu episode was good for me on a music level yeah I was screwed on that I had I had money on, and then the compute my my computers. It took me months to kind of pin him down. He he was this was this was as he's blowing and, and getting even yeah. on that bit. So I was like trying to pin him down. He was like knackered, and um, the computer let me down. Technology just let me down. So I had to kind of use a, a video graphic on it as well. So I will. He's assured me that I will get him back on. Um, it's just that, kind man. of yeah, pinning him down. But like going back to Harvey was always one guy where. I used to test my opinion, you know, check it out, see like, am I on the right kind of vibe or, you know, is it, is it, because like he was a content creator way before, like the Sing Not video, I saw someone yeah. do another version of that. I was like, bro, this was done nine years ago, 10 years ago. And I was like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you're seeing it when the, 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 the content cycle is regurgitating itself. I've, I think Harvey, I said this to uh, one of my mates, Arjun, I said, Harvey's probably the most influential Gursix in the kind of UK that goes under the radar simply because his online presence in terms of those videos, because I was watching those videos when I was like 12, 13. Mm. Um, and then the the six studies that, that him and the Sikh Education Council does, like, um, I, I don't know if I, if I can say, but like, I know that Frenzy done that course and I know they're tight as well. So there's a lot of big people and people that have gained a lot of knowledge from there. And and I don't think you know people would necessarily know of of Harvey on on that level, where, whereas I think he, he's definitely had a massive impact on on the UK Punjabi six space as well because he was doing Bangla competitions way yeah. before they were massive and profitable. <laughs> he got I out never, of it right when they were. I, uh, I never forget. I do a drugs conference in it. I, well, used to it's been a bit of time, yeah. and um, he was one of the first guys who I sent the link, like the link out to, to kind of share. Yeah, um, it was bizarre because he bought a ticket, and I was like, I phoned him and I said, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "No." He goes, "You should support people because I know what it takes to do something like this." And it never clicked on to me until later on, yeah. where he goes, "You do the same for somebody else," and so that's what you know. And he's into his arts like massively and stuff and that yeah, as well. Yeah. Very reserved, not a kind of a champion kind of guy, but you. There's a lot of lessons to be learned by characters like that. He 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 actually reviewed my first project on SoundCloud. It's not available anymore, but I was um sixteen odd and he reviewed it um on Nojuan. Gave gave really good and useful feedback. Um where kind of no one else wanted to cover it because it was like a sixteen year old who hadn't properly mixed and mastered anything. But um yeah, big I got a lot of love and, and respect for how he's taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. So like like moving into the kind of the the the, the music space and stuff as well. Yeah. Like, like as being an artist, knowing that you've got all these kind of let's say I'll, I'll just say kind of tendencies around perfection and and doing it. I'll ask you the first, a, a, diff, a kind of a weird question to start off. It. How many iterations of your EP were there? <laughs> so, so when you talk about perfection, I'm less of a perfectionist, and that's something I need to work on. Yeah. Um, I I want to get onto the next thing. Release this. Release this. Record. 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 Now this EP had 
a few um, mix and masters PKT big up him. He, I think he did twice, but the first, you know all the beat switches, they weren't in it originally. Amritpal made those after, and I love him for that because because they really bring out a lot in the songs. Um, Akara as well. There was an error in in the Logic file when we were recording, and I think it went down an octave, and and then that kind of added to it as well. So I don't know how many iterations we have. There's another EP we recorded because Amrit Bal didn't like this for a bit, and he was like, he went to India, had like an, <laughs> he was just like, we need to do better, and I, I convinced him put this one out because this one, this one's the one, and um, that worked, and he put it out, and yeah, that's what you listen to now. So one thing I would it, say, is, it's rule, it's rules of engagement before we start. So let me just, I'm just gonna promo it now. Rules of engagement, produced yeah, by uh, AS Cooler, who who we've had on the podcast, which I. Personally, what I predict is gonna absolutely blow the scene up. Yeah, uh, and and you, it was your first EP as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's come back from India saying we need to do better, and now you've got another another EP like working on or stored away. Yeah, so he's heard Karanojala's EP with Iki, bad boy EP, amazing, and he's gone. We need to you know up the beats and up the bars and everything. And I've gone in the studio, recorded another EP, but my deal wasn't in it because I was like, I think the first one's better and I'm not feeling confident now. And that EP is okay. There's one really good song on there that, that I think we can use, um, especially storytelling-wise. Um, but the rest, I think, was a bit whack. Um, but I think the energy we captured on this EP is really unique because not, not a lot of people know, but I... I'm a freestyler, so I'll spit off the top. You can give me words and I'll just spit. And I've really honed that skill when I went uni, went pre's and parties and this, that and the other, and I'll just freestyle off the top. So are you so, like that Harry Mack? Is it what's his name? Harry Harry Mack. I wouldn't say I'm that good. Oh, he's but, he's mad. Yeah, he's on a level. But um if we link up, uh, we'll, we'll have a little yeah, 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 yeah. words. But um this EP was written, most of the first verses were written, especially for the first two songs, but after, for example, like on, on Wicked Ways, when I go click bang, from there, it's a freestyle just off the top. And that means that on one hand, the energy is like unmatched because it's coming off the top. And then don't get me wrong, like we'll polish it up in post. Like we'll do another takes of certain words to make sure the flow is tight and everything. But most of it was, was off the top and, and that's what you hear in the song. But that also means that lyrically, I would say the first verses on both Akara and... Um, and wicked ways they're well written in terms of double entendres metaphors themes and and imagery if you listen to um akara for example i'm talking about you know it, it's got that drunk rhythm to it so i'm talking about wash the pmcs on the rock shears peak and i use other kind of um double entendres for for ways you can have a drink do you know what i mean um but when it when it kind of switches you get better i'd say more authentic and raw energy but you lose some of the smart bars and I think on the next one, what we're going to try and do is keep the bars like on a, on a high level, but bring the energy as well. If that makes so you're sense. going to kind of re-record the, the 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 second EP then, or yeah, I reckon we yeah that the EP we did, I scrapped that. In fact, I don't even know if I was supposed to say we made another EP. I don't know because Amrit Bar knows stuff in it. He, he he knows about music, like all this rollout stuff. He like meticulously told me and like coached me through it. Like he said, delete all your Instagram posts. Like, post this on this day, do this on that day and like, you know, get the buzz and, and, it, and it's worked to be honest. Like, um, yeah, because I, 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 I intermittently ring him 
and say what's next, what's next? Because yeah. it was like because uh, when I had when I had when I had him on uh, first, he he didn't do. I think that was probably his first biggest interview, like yeah. in terms, not biggest in terms of like oh wow wow. It's like in terms of um, length in time, in terms of like kind yeah. of going deep into what he was doing. And then he just <laughs> he said at the end he goes you need. I need you to just keep on top of me in order to, because he weren't working to no schedule. So when I saw this EP come out of nowhere, I knew he's, he's working. So like, and when yeah, he when he was man. yeah when he was when I was talking to him, um, he said he's got a few other things, and I, I know I know when they've got a schedule in there they can't really say. So I was like, yeah. okay, as long as he's kind of, if he's falling, he's falling forward. Like I know what you know what he's doing with that side. Do you? When you work with somebody like that, or what was the, some of the biggest lessons that you kind of took away through this experience of the EP? Come correct, because I think there's um with, with Amr Bar, I learned a lot just about music and and because because he he's been blessed to grow up, you know, you know who his dad is and things like that. He he was you know telling me a lot about folk and stuff like that, which which was invaluable to me. But I think yeah, it was. I know that I well in my heart I think I'm a dope MC, and it's about showing that on every song and not getting lazy. I think that's kind of the main thing because you don't know. You just it might be the first time you've heard me on this EP. All my boys know because, like I say, I, they'll put on beats yeah. and I'll be spitting, and and they know that I've got the pen. So if I make a silly bar or a little joke thing, it's fine because they know I've got it like that. But none of the audience knows that. So I need to come correct on every song, which is why it's called Rules of Engagement as well, because this is a competitive art form. And if you're going to come step as an MC, you have to come correctly, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's the main thing, always proving myself and not getting complacent in terms of, well, I know I can do it, so I don't necessarily need to show on this song that I can do all these different things. It's being a bit, a bit, a bit like football, and it's like being one match fit, but also like... You could try stuff out in training, you're fine. But then when it comes to match day, it's different, isn't it? And some people are are just people who are who are brilliant in, on in training and they just can't perform when it comes to kind of match day. Good analogy. Yeah, great analogy. Yeah. So, yeah, making sure that I come ready every single time, every single song. Because, yeah, like like I say, someone might I might release thousands of songs, and you know, hopefully, get and I'll, I'll go out of here, right? But there will always be like a load of people that haven't heard of me. So on every song, I need to make sure that I'm coming with something that is 100% my best effort and using the best kind of lyrics and bars and delivery I can do. So, yeah. Well, who who would you kind of like, obviously within this game that you're, what, what, what you're doing around the rapping, I suppose if you're a new singer in the Punjabi industry, it's pretty easy to kind of identify who you're, kind of competition or who your peers are or what you're trying to strive for because they already box but in your kind of in your kind of um game so to speak you've got mainstream who are doing it as well who would you who do you consider your peers and your competition i wouldn't competition and these kinds of words are, i think they're quite loaded I would like to put yeah, myself... That's what, that's what I was asking you, because I thought, mm, let's see what I get out of it. <laughs> I would like to put myself in the category, you know, people like Loyal Kana, Knox, you know, Skepta, you know, these kind of UK artists. But I was speaking to one of my friend's aunties the other day, and whether you're a Punjabi singer, Afrobeat singer, me, a rapper, 
you're competing against everyone, the best. Because why you, Ricky, why are you putting me in your playlist? Mm. You, you, I'm competing against Michael Jackson. I'm competing against Mob D. I'm competing against everyone in that sense. If we're talking about listeners and because they've got access to the whole library. So, yes, you, you might. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're like, oh, Beyonce Sengia, I'm going to put in my playlist because, you know, he, that, he, he's a nice guy or whatever. I like his TikToks. That's not going to get me that far with, 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 with everyone, right? So what you really, you really are competing against, you know, Burner Boy, WizKid, um, Diljit Dosanjh, whoever people are listening to, why would they listen to my EP over next man's, you know, music? I don't know. I don't have the answer, but um, I hope people can find something that they think is unique enough to put in their playlist and to go back to again and again in, in, in my music. I think that's probably one of the most cleverest answers I've heard, which is in terms of like, I'm competing for your playlist. Yeah, that's because what like, it's, it's not like, it's not like quite easy. People can manipulate your answers and say, oh, ego, whatever. But that doesn't do that because you need the attention for people to play you on your on their playlist and to get to get there because that's yeah. the only way that you get to elevate what, what you're doing as well. And yeah, um, it's the same with the music videos. When we were making music videos, is what is going to make me as unique and as beyond as possible with the artists that I worked with on the music videos, Aston Bead and, and Oxboy um, Productions, Adesh and Opi and Aaron and all them lads, Gurdiv, um, who really helped me out and, and did a sick job. Their art form and the way they make videos, if they copied Next Man, if they'd done the Jay Huss vibe, if they'd done the Drake vibe, it's not going to work because yeah. I, I was going to come to that the video production is excellent in the way that it's done yeah. with, within your concept is that an, you know is that another unavoidable headache that you've got to do because you've got the innovation within within your sound and innovation with your your lyrics and the song and then you've got to find the innovation for the video being something different and then you've got to keep repeating that as well at the same time I wouldn't use the word headache because it wasn't my headache. <laughs> I was so lucky, like genuinely from the bottom of my heart, Sanveer Baji and Adesh Upi, like I mentioned, Gurudev, Aaron, they all, they did a lot of hard work for me on, 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 on both those videos. And they, to me, the production value, like the cinema, cinematography is so high and it's different. Like, I don't think there's, you know, it's not the typical Bhagavande in the background me just rapping and like mobbing with a with a you know shiesty or a bally on because that's not beyond done it I mean, everyone knows i'm a law student or you know graduated now but I'm, 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 a, I'm not that guy so the videos had to portray me as me and that's why we're on broad street and whatever do my bug that was another idea i've had for years do your bug and rap to camera i never thought it'd look that good the way them man made, <laughs> it, look, made it look sick but i I just had the idea because I was like, that's just what I do because I rap in the mirror all the time yeah. and, and I do my bug in the mirror. So I was like, this this is me. This is Beyonce, isn't it? So, so why, so got- um, um, 
why an EP and not an album? Because an album requires, in my opinion, a lot of commitment from the listener. And even an EP is a bit of a risk. We only dropped the single, you know, um, Wicked Ways a week before. And before that, only people had known me from either spitting up, you know, Juwani Forever and parties like that, or um, just knowing me for, for, for me as, as, as a TikTok creator or, or as my friend in real life. So asking of a commitment from a listener who doesn't know me for a whole album, I think is a larger undertaking um, than, than the EP. I think even the EP was was in some cases is asking a lot. I know it's only nine minutes, you know, front to back, but in the streaming era, I think, you know, an album would be a bit too much for people to to commit to to a new artist they've never heard of, never even seen before. I mean, it's interesting because that you, um, you're seeing it on the scene now, especially in, in the kind of Punjabi market. Everything's EP now. All of a sudden, it's you know, it went from everyone just talking about all oh, singles it's just a single single now everyone's putting out eps within that way and and you know the stories of album i always believe and i said it quite openly that an album should be one story that's weaved in and all the songs kind of yeah. make sense where i think for a long time and in, even in mainstream it was just a batch of 10 songs just stuck together made no sense whatsoever yeah yeah, yeah. and that and, and that's in it is that would that be something consciously that you'd work on or would you still yeah, kind of man. I'm not here to 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 make well. I I love you know. I will make singles and stuff, and 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 hopefully another EP. But yeah, cohesive projects. Maybe one day, uh, you know, I've had ideas that I've got a notes page that are stacked with bars, but they're also stacked with concept album ideas and things like that. Because growing up, my favorite album was Bukit Man City, um, really good concept album, and I want to do something like that eventually with a with a soundscape that complements the story and and is well thought out from the jump but for now there's a resource problem right i work nine to five things like that and that was a very like pipeline kind of thing because you really have to be tapped into to make that work because a lot of times you can half-ass it and i don't want to do that um spoke about eps being a massive thing in Punjabi kind of music right now but they're like eight songs seven songs long yeah and, uh, what, 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 what's, you can't do that you can't do that what's, what's your What's your opinion of the current market right now? I love it, man. The Punjabi market. Yeah. Yeah. So um, even though I make rap, you know, I I, I, I listen to mainly Punjabi music now because uh, I kind of grew up on Kendrick Cole, Drake, uh, 50 Cent, stuff like that. And then as I got older, uh, I started listening to more Punjabi music. But that, like like we said, that Karan Ojala EP is bloody, it's a different level, different gravy, icky, different source. Yeah, I that. think I think he'll be the number one producer for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and he's young as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's gonna dominate it to to yeah next level. And 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 to, speaking about the Punjabi scene, we just had that True School album with Diljit, which is killer. That that's a I really think that you know um, project. Yeah, I I listen to that and it just blows me back to like in terms of where where, where it is in there, and I think I think it's one of those albums where those people who love it will obviously keep it as a secret. You know, it's like it's their it's their kind of it's their it's their track that they that that, that they put out. But I also think that you know 
I don't think it's designed for the modern era, the modern era as well. It's like it's it's one that is it's a personal project within there. And so don't give a fuck about anyone else's opinion, you know. Yeah, no. And so like it's in it's one of those things where it's put it out. People people love it from there. I ain't heard no one criticize it or nothing like that. And um, you know, fair play. It's a great it's a great album. To be honest, I disagree in terms of people like I think the younger generation like folk music more than your generation thinks. And you can see that with Chamquila, how big those remixes are. Maybe I'm biased because my particular set of friends from Leamington Spa we <laughs> love folk, yeah. And and I just see I, I'm biased because like the way they think and, and my boys think is quite quite unique in terms of Sikhi and all that. But, how, but, but you know, it's important what he said there. I think it's the way that I the way that you measure it is changed in it. So yeah. a long for a long time, um you might only hear the latest songs when it used to be at a wedding or at, at, on the dance floor or anything like that, right? So yeah. about 90, 80, 90% of those that are tracks being played on a on a dance floor now are 10 years old plus the, the, the songs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like they're, they're consistently the, the same songs, just in different order and a yeah. different beat w- within it. I think what's happened now is with the source of technology and with AI and things, a lot of the old school's classics, you can lift, put new beats on, and then what you're able to do is get a new collective or like audiences coming together. I think that's the way that the way that I kind of measure it and have a look at it. And with the AI, I think a lot of people are going then back to the originals. As, as I've said, maybe it's the people I chill with, you know. Um... No, it, I, I don't hang around. No, yeah, yeah. I, I hope I actually hope it's the case because then that's what the the inspiration and, uh, you know, for the next gen, we're, we're always going to, um, it's in your natural blood to, uh, you know, always kind of look at your identity, your culture to go back and have a look at where the, the sources come from and, and, exactly. and where it does. And then I think that's where the, these things will start, start coming more and more, God willing. Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, like, like you, you look at vinyl, vinyls had a massive resurgence and, you know, people are looking at Surinder Kaur, and Asa Singh Mastana, like, going really far back, um, Narinder Bibba, things like that. Like, I, 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 maybe it is, like I say, but I do think young people are a lot more tapped into the old stuff, and I think it's cool as well. Punjabi music, like, became cool, I'd say, like, Amritman and all that, like, maybe 10 years ago or whatever, um, but but um, especially with Siddhu. But folk music now, I think personally, is cool. Like, is very cool, and I think that's happening across cultures. Like mm-hmm. Felakuti and stuff. You got the Nigerian boys that like, they'll listen to that and like just whack it on our motive because we're all kind of clocking. Like, there's nothing to be ashamed of in it. And and I was lucky where I grew up. It was never it never felt like that anyway. But I've noticed it in different cultures as well. People just repping their own thing, and and it's working and it, and it's really making movements. Yeah, I was trying to like you know in that brief moment remember the journey to folk, um, and it, for me it was my granddad used to have like his own like record collection. Yeah, he used to listen to music on his own, and then I used to go as a kid. Couldn't pick up what it was. I'll probably be able to recognize it now, but yeah, like I think someone like PMC when he came on and then started with one hundred percent proof. I've t- I've said that for for me that was a, a gateway album. Um, yeah, for me to kind of 
and then go back and explore like Monica and all of these, all the classics, and then um, yeah. get into Junkilla when I was at kind of like just before uni and understanding what was going on. And then it comes down to your own self explore, uh, exploration in it. Because at, yeah. at that time, the, the, the internet we didn't have as much as information around Punjabi folk music. It was who you spoke to. So if you get the right tutelage, you'll start yeah. discovering discovering um you know amazing things i was speaking to a dj up and coming dj and uh we just managed to kind of just chill out yeah he's a youtube and he's putting he was like putting on a track and then i was putting on tracks not even that old that he never heard of and i got this yeah. is one of the most up and coming djs but the bhangra knowledge and folk knowledge wasn't there and i said if they knew that and were able to bring it together in the modern day they'd be deadly and if someone yeah. like yourself now, in terms of your rapping skills, having those influences and teaming up with with uh, uh, Amrit, that's going to be, you know, that, that's a different kind of force to, to to consider. No, I agree. I think any music that you learn as a, as a, as a musician is going to inform your your art, art as, as, as a rapper, as a singer, producer, whatever it is. So, yeah, definitely if you're a Bangla DJ, probably should go back and kind of yeah, learn yeah. the back catalogue out of respect and I think even growing up I, I used to think you know because because I've been rapping for like 10 years now I used to think if I want to be a rapper I should probably know like Tupac's you know Discogs like just a little bit you know um, or like Biggie or whoever it is and like I, there's so much more to learn but like I remember thinking that as a kid because Lil Yachty's and all those kind of MCs or, or I guess you could call them musicians whatever were coming up and, and, and a lot of, you know, Hot 97 DJs and stuff were, were rinsing them saying, you know, you, you don't know these artists, you haven't done your you know due diligence as, a, as, as an artist. And I think there's something to be said for that, particularly in Punjabi music, because yeah. we come from a lineage of, of artists. And I don't mean we as in me as a part of that, but I mean me as a Punjabi. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, you do owe it to, to your oldest to, to learn, especially if you're in that industry, um, as much as you can, you know. When you're um, kind of putting together a track and stuff, how do you kind of focus it down on to what kind of issues that you should be rapping about? Is there is there a, a process that you go through? Or is there something that you reflect on? Is it something that you get told to do? Rarely told. Like, I'm about never spoke about my lyrics. Um, one just little diversion. Another thing about Amrit Bal is he's so hard to read, man. Compared to me, he's a very quiet guy. So I didn't know if he was liking what I was doing, but now as as our relationships kind of developed, I'm kind of clocking when what what he's thinking inside his head. But um, in terms of lyrics and bars and what I come to a track, it depends what's going on. So if I'm featuring on a track, I'll go with one of their other artists, what they've done, and focusing on them. And that's when sometimes my most focused work comes from because they've given me a theme and I'll stick to it. Whereas I'm always writing. So if if a beat comes on, I'll look through my notes for, for a verse that might fit, or I'll write to the beat if I think the beat's, you know, demands a whole new fresh thing where I've had something on my mind. I there's no set formula, to be honest, for me. Like I say, I'll freestyle the second verse a lot on this EP and, and that comes across. But um yeah, I don't really have a formula of approaching music and approaching songs. It usually sometimes I'll sit there and nothing will come up. Sometimes I'll write three, four songs in a day or whatever. It's really up in the air. Like it just depends. 
Because like Orgeline Sindal especially kind of um, set the pace in terms of how quickly songs get kind of written. Is that, do you feel the pressure to be as as fast and as good as that? Or, or, or are you kind of content in your own way, in your own formula? I can make a lot of songs quickly. Quality of the songs, I don't know. What <laughs> different Galundia. But um, I don't feel the pressure. I, I want to hit the ground running. So, so I want to have, you know, not, not holding myself to this, but in the next few months, hopefully you'll hear from me again and there'll be another at least single or something um, because I've been working. There's hard drives full of songs. And again, the qualities, I, I don't know. You know, that's up to the audience to decide. But I've been writing, I've been recording. Um, you know, the hard drives sitting, Google Drive, songs here, there and everywhere, old emails, whatever, um, since I was like 14, 15 and in the music class. So, I don't feel the pressure because I'm always recording, and I do think, and I and, and and I guess the pressure. I don't feel the pressure because I want to keep releasing now. I think the first project was a bit, you know, this one was a bit nerve wracking because it's like, how's it gonna go? I haven't done one, you know. You're thinking all this in your head, but drop it. That's that's just drop, 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 and and let the market see how how they feel about it. What kind of feedback have you had? Has there been anyone in particular who's reached out, which is like, oh my god, that's really blown my mind, or anything? Don't want to put like names out there, but um, Punjabi producers and, and people that I really look up to have given me really positive feedback. Some that I've kind of had a or starting to have a relationship with, and some that I just never knew I'd be on their radar. People I grew up listening to and stuff, I've, I've got in contact um, and you know said they're really really messing with it. Um, I've been kind of blown away by some some of the comments I've received, you know, uh, on it, and I do think a lot of that is Amrapaz like skill as a producer and PKC's mixing and stuff you know they made it sound amazing but um, yeah I've been gassed I can't lie um, people reaching out because because there's one thing you listen to something but then to you know DM someone or, or to get in contact with them is, is another thing do you know what I mean and um, I was at a shoot yesterday and a lot of the older people um, you know were, were, were showing me props as well and I know that there's a bit of a generation divide in terms of lyrics and, and your generation appreciates them a bit more. So when I'm hearing that people, you know, rate this song or that song, yeah, yeah, it means a lot. And my mum likes it. Because <laughs> I, I, was, I was surprised about mum was bumping it in the kitchen. My brother sent me a video. So, uh, yeah, that's that's always nice to see. Right, number one supporters. If they don't, then no one's going yeah. to hold them down to me. Is it? I just want to kind of pick up on one thing in terms of, like, one of the real kind of limits of an artist as well, especially in this day and age, which is around resources, which is like, um, you, you, you've kind of seen some of the artists come out who are now directors of videos, content creators. And I kind of said it tongue in cheek with, uh, I just done a podcast with Nick Jolia from Vancouver. Yeah. And I was just saying to him about like how the new artists are not maybe, it was a bit tongue in cheek, but, and I pretended like I, did, I didn't mean it, but I kind of slightly mean it. Like a lot of the newer artists now are more content creators rather than artists and singers. Yeah. Did, what, what's your opinion on that? Well, taking me out of it, because I guess I'm literally... Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um, no, not really, I, because like at the end of, like in yeah. terms of what you're doing, and you're not like... What I mean by it is like, if you're a newer artist now, if you're putting someone out you you and you've got no skill, right? Let's say your only skill and your talent is singing. That's the yeah. only thing that you've got. It's a very important thing, core thing. But you don't have to make a video. You don't have to do that. 
you could be spending up to five, ten grand per video or song that you're putting out, and you're outlawed. You, you're getting marginalized because of the resource game. You, I'd like to think that quality content always finds a way, but I don't think that's true. There's too many dope MCs, even even ones that are killer like MF Doom and stuff that I don't think got there too. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think it's true that quality music or quality artists will, will always get their shine. I would say just you have to try and learn. And if you can't learn, network. And that doesn't mean, you know, people talk about network, you know, in, in my professional life, network, you know, and, and I think people have an idea that it's like kissing ass and stuff. It's not. It's It's an even exchange in my opinion. So I like to think, well, while I know I'm a new artist, I like to think people like yourself who are giving me an opportunity to speak are doing it because that you think there's something I can offer. Does that make sense? Um, because you think it'll be an interesting conversation as opposed to giving me a handout. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if you're an artist, come to other videos. So like the people that made my video, um, the, the Oxboy team and stuff, they said, that you know they're gassed to put this in their portfolio because they said i'm good on camera so if you're good on camera if you can sing and make like them want to record you and put it in do you know what i mean they've done me a massive favor like 100 it's imbalanced in my view like massively they've done me a huge favor by doing the video but you make sure you're giving them something in it make the video sick like perform like rap whatever you do like don't be boring in it don't be stiff don't be them punjabi singers that just stand there like this and and do, do that 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 you know that motion they always do like do something in it like show yourself you're unique and definitely just network and and when you then get resources when those videos pop off and if they do get the same people get the same people and, and, and build with your team i think that's the main kind of thing i would say but i'm no one to kind of give advice because no i think it's really important is. i think it's really important because like um when we had this conversation and we like wanted to do it in person and I was like the resources required to do that you know like it's hard when you're yeah. doing your stuff on your own and I see other people where they've um they've rented out studios if a guest doesn't turn up you have to still cover that cost you they regardless of what they're saying they're making money off it it's it's so difficult and then there's one like the so the social media persona and the reality of it that everything's getting eaten in terms of money and for an artist like if you're a singer upcoming artist it's even worse because you've got to take that roll that dice that this song's gonna make it if yeah it doesn't you're, you're 10 grand down the shit after everything and then you're like then you're gonna get pressure from the family say oh we needed that money to do this you we've gambled it on there you're not getting the bookings yeah. and you know it's, i i think there's a a faster route of making it but even faster one of, of going down like it was like it was before you had time and grace to kind of develop an artist i think now people are almost wanting the 90 percent 95 percent finished product you're right people want like we say you're competing against everyone right they're not mm. going to they're not going to give you the time of day if your videos aren't on there on that level of you know jhouse or whatever else they could see on youtube um so that i think i'm lucky because you know i'm so young i don't have a family to look after um 
that now work. So, all, you know, don't get it twisted. Like, all, yeah. any bits of money that, you know, going into this project come off of my own back. I've, I've got no, like, my parents helped me a lot in during university and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, Bibi Baba and every, all of that. But, like, when it comes to music, that that's just me, right? So, I suppose save up and be wise. I think people pay 10 grand for a video or whatever. Get 10 grand worth of I don't think the video is worth 10 grand, personally, unless it's some next video. And think about how you could then use that 10 grand. If you've got 10 grand to spend on a project, don't do it on the music video. Do it on marketing. A lot of that budget needs to go on marketing and production quality of the actual music. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people are going to listen to the music, right? Now, again, I'm not one to give advice, but I do think there's ways you can be smarter about your money and think about how to absorb, like, make the most of every pound that you spend um, on on things. And, yeah, like, like I said, I've been lucky. People have done me favours. Like, the, the music video, they've done me massive favours. And I get not everyone can do that. Um, so, yeah, maybe what I'm saying is, just bullshit. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> like, I think I think it, I think it does make sense because like if if you've got like some of the best product and it's not more, you could have the best restaurant, the best shop, or anything. Oh, you just you just flip it. There you go. You yeah. can have the be- you can have the best of everything, but like if you can't market it correctly, it don't it doesn't mean anything. Can it? It's like it, and that takes a lot of kind of resource and dedication with it within it. Now, I mean, I, I, even with the podcast, I'm like. Yeah. I can't work TikToks and doing all cutting all the stuff from there. I just have to produce it, uh, final cut, and then I use the same consistency. I use the same video on all the platforms because I know people use different things. Um, yeah. but it's not like it's not it's not mad numbers. It's not like obviously you get high numbers and other other people from there. But like, I, I'm lucky. I, I it's not my carnabina and stuff like that. And but I try and you got to try and show respect to people who are coming out on their journey. Like. God willing, you will explode, and we probably won't ever have this conversation again. You know what I mean? But it's, that, it's, it's catching people at the at the right time. But the advice wise, you know, I've had an artist on here who I've interviewed and he's been trying and blah blah, and they just haven't had the look of it. And tell him to kind of learn that skill. And you know, I I, I feel really sorry for him at the same time. Whereas you've got some of the experience with TikTok and and how to do all that stuff and production quality. Some people are getting marginalised before they even start. I think my TikTok videos, I always say the production is rubbish. I just talk to camera and put captions yeah. on it. I'm a bad thinks that's, you know, I've, I've got, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I, I really disagree. But um, I think first thing I want to say in terms of your numbers, your numbers are sick because someone told me once, put, you get, I think, roughly about 2,000 views um, on every you know, without fail on on all on your YouTube, yeah, rough, roughly around there. And you're doing an hour long podcast. Put a thousand people in a room, watch you and X man talk or Y man talk, whoever it is. Then you're suddenly thinking, "Raw, I've got a thousand Monday that that are here, right?" A thousand <laughs> people is a lot. We're mad. on YouTube. We're on social media spaces. Not realizing, hundred people is a lot. If a hundred people are locked into you, you got a forge, man. You got a little mini little forge going on there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's Our crazy. Change because we're on we're on internet all day. But going back to yeah, artists that that I do feel sorry for them. Enough. It's a shit feeling when you drop something and it doesn't get numbers. Yeah. It goes back to the purpose. What? Why are you doing it? You have to ask yourself in everything, in every facet of life. 
what what number one, what am I doing here on a deeper philosophical philosophical level is another question. But what why am I making music? Am I doing it so I can be the next Drake? And when I was a kid, I was. When I was like fifteen, I had this idea I was going to be mad famous and all this. You know, like Niani doing it. I was like, I want that. I want to be the guy. And then as I got older, maybe seventeen, eighteen, I started deepening. I was like listening to the interviews, reading the books. Bro, I always used to think, like, Stormzy said it once, he goes, I'm just at the yard on 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. All my boys are 9 to 5 working. You're gonna bro. It's a hard life. It's not easy. Oh, yeah, he gets loads of Bersa. Bersa gets you good until a certain point. I'm lucky, you know, with the degree and everything, things are all right. So do I need loads of Bersa? Probably not. If I want it, it's greedy, innit? If I want eyes on me and attention, what is underneath that? Like, why do I want that? As a 15-year-old, it's because you don't understand the world and you want attention and like ego and all that. But when you start getting older and older, why do you want the attention? Why do you want the number? You have to think, like, what are you doing it for? And, like, it's something, you know, we love clout. Everyone does. I'm not saying I'm outside of that, but it's intentional thinking, like, well, it's not about numbers. It's about, for me personally, those older, and it's still ego, but the older and the producers and people messaging me saying, beyond wow like this is really good i really like it um let's say you're like you're into well into your career and then i see you and then i'm gonna say to you how do you know you made it in terms of music i would say i can do this and not worry about doing what i do now like professionally like this is this sustains me i think then i would be like yeah i've reached a goal in terms of music, like the goal of the best song, that's forever something you're, I wouldn't say chasing, you're reaching for, and you, you, but it's always elusive, right? The best album, the best song, the best lyric, the best bar, you're never going to get it because there's always something better and you can always do better. But in terms of, in a holistic sense, I think if it starts paying, me enough where I can just be like, yeah, I, I can do this. But then, like I say, do I want that? Do I want to not have the stability and things like that? Because I, I do enjoy the stability of getting a paycheck every month, work, you know, getting up a certain time, being able to navigate my life like that. Like, sounds boring, but a lot of people don't have that. And uh, do I want the chaos and, and the Maya and the, the next things that come with, you know, th- this ego, like my ego is big anyway. Man going beyond the beat. I don't know if I could handle that. You know, like if I was... I actually actually was impressed because, you know, it was... The email you sent was one of the most politest emails around. I thought, this is is, is quality. So, like, you know, it was was something like that. You know, because you get... I do get people saying, oh, interview me. And I was like, I don't think you listen to what I do. Like, you know, it's like... You know know what I mean? It's... I'm not... I'm not like the BBC. I'm not like doing it from there. And uh, it's people who I'm genuinely interested in. Yeah. And then it's like convince me then in it, you know, in that way where it's like, I'm not, I think there's different motivation, but I think what you said in terms of sustainability is probably, you know, probably the best one within it. Um, Actually, with, with, with this being the bandwagon, uh, is there a bandwagon that you would like to jump on or jump off? Or is there, this, this is the space where you can get something off your chest. This is your kind of arena yeah. now. Very random, yeah. I'm not sure I understand.
Oh, Siri, you didn't understand it as well. Go. <laughs> Very random. But can please, people stop telling me to wear a like, triangle pug. I'm happy with my gold pug, yeah? <laughs> okay. Let me so... wear the pug I want to wear. Yeah, I've got my jewelry at the back. I don't put it at the front, yeah? Maybe one day I will. Uh, you know, some people say you're supposed to put it at the front and things like that. Tika, just let me do the pug I want to do. That's my, that's the bandwagon I want to hop off. Telling things. And usually, to be fair, it's mostly saying telling other things. I'm not going to do the more nasty thing. But stop telling me what bug to wear. That's my thing. That is probably one of the most unique <laughs> bandwagons that we had from it. From it. So you get bug beef in that for it. <laughs> is it? Every day, since I was a kid, yeah, I like a gold bug. It's comfy. This is comfy. It doesn't look like, you know, it doesn't look super smart. And when I have to do graduation or work some days, I wear, like, you know, the bug that everyone knows, that colonial triangle. Yeah. But just, I get it. I'd say I get it too often that it came up, that I thought about it. I was like, yeah, that's something that actually. <laughs> and it's never deep. It's never deep. It's just like, I'm, I'm tired so of is telling it, people. Is, it, is there some conscious thing now of the, it, like, obviously, within the music scene, images almost everything as well at the same time. So, like, yeah. Is there a particular style that you're just going to stick to or you're just going to evolve, especially? I think the gold bug looks good with the clothes I wear and as an artist. But it's what I wear day to day. Like, I just tie this bug. And um, people say, like, you should wear a bigger bug. You should do this bug. You should do that bug. Do your jewelry like this. Bruv. <laughs> yeah, just allow it. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. that that's just long. I'm lucky that, you know, you know, it doesn't come up that often. But some people say in my comments as well, we're a proper bug. What does that mean? What's a proper bug? So, yeah. I can't say <laughs> it. Yeah, I, I respect it. anyone who's wearing a bug, man, at the end of the day. Especially in these times, it gets it's very, very hard to openly admit you practice faith and you do it. And, you know, and so in any case that people are I'm doing not, it, man. I'm out of that conversation because there's... There, the proper things are on another level. But, um, yeah, the, the sickie is a gift, man. So, people that are doing it. And, and it's Dharam Music, something you've looked at, like, going to continue on, or? So, that Dharam Seva thing we did was quite an introspective project and quite, a, you know, it was, it was quite different in terms of the song. Um, I'd love to do, like, you know, like a read, you know, like, I got a, recently, I got a vinyl from Punjab, um, with Deep Manak, with Bandar Singh Bahadur, you know that one? I can't remember what it's called now. Um, and yeah, I'd love to do like an English like kind of rap, but without making it cringe and like hitting you over the head. Um, I've recently recorded a song that's about recent Punjab kind of history and you'd only know if I told you because it's quite subtle and stuff like that in my lyrics I want to explore more. When I was a kid, I used to just hit people over the head with it. Like just this is about, you know, I don't know, jealousy or whatever it is. Um, but now I think, I don't think that helps. I think weaving Sikhi into your art in ways that it weaves itself into my life is more authentic to me. Because Sikhi is everywhere in my life, the, the blessings that it's given me, but it's not always identified as that. Does that make sense? And I think yeah. that's kind of come through in the art. Then here and there, there'll be bars that are bait, like on Brown Giza that say real Sikh soldiers, distant from posers stuff like that that's just that warrior lineage which is also the rules of engagement comes from we, we're from that warrior background so this is also uh you know a note to that 
So from one battlefield there into another battlefield that's closing within this one. I just want to say a big thank you for um, you know joining on it. Apologies, it's taken a bit of a while than it than it than it would have oh, traveling. So uh, thanks, man. I really appreciate you taking time. And I wish you all the best on your journey. If anything you need in terms of like helping pushing it, then just please say so. Thank you so much. Thank you. I re- I do really appreciate you you having me on. Um yeah, it's been really good, man. Thank you. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.